ready for true happiness, for deep fulfillment, for feeling alive, on purpose, and in control of your life again, it's time to be the bold, brilliant, beautiful woman you were born to be. Welcome to the Purpose Girl Podcast. I'm women's happiness and life purpose expert, Karen Rockhunt, and I'm going to teach you how to live on purpose, feel alive, and be happy in every aspect of life. I'm going to get real about my life and interview women who are living on purpose so that you can finally live yours. Welcome to the show. Hello, 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 my woman. Do you ever listen to this podcast or any podcast or any read any self-help book and you're just like, can you just tell me what to do? Right? Like so many of us are like, you need to listen to yourself and you need to go inward and you need to get clear on what you want. And that is a million percent true. And sometimes when my coaches say that to me, I just want to shake them and be like, but will you just tell me what to do? Will you just give me a tool? Will you just show me the way? And so I am so excited to announce that today is the first episode, the first installment of what shall forevermore be called The Ways of Woman. Wow. The Ways of Woman, where in shorter episodes, periodically, I'm going to give you a new way of woman, which I love this idea of it because it's like a new way in terms of it's new to you. Each one will be a different tool that will improve your life. And I love that it's new way of woman because this whole podcast is about changing, up-leveling, elevating how we think about and how we do our lives as a woman in the world. Where woman should be the most honored creature on the planet, woman has been denigrated, has been degraded, has been considered weak and small and made to feel not good enough. These new ways of woman tools, these new wow tools will give you the tools for you to create your most effervescent, empowered, radiant, alive, joyful life. And I cannot wait. Before I give you tool number one, this episode is brought to you by the Living on Purpose Guide. This is my guide that gives you all of the tips, all of the tools, all of the questions that I ask my private clients to help you get clear on your purpose, what it is, and how to live it. If you are like, I want to know what my purpose is, I want to know who I am and what I'm all about, and you don't know where to start, start with the Living on Purpose Guide. It's totally free. Go to karenrockhine.com or purposegirl.com. You'll see it right at the top. Get my Living on Purpose Guide, and it will be delivered to your inbox right away. You can get started with all the questions I ask my clients who pay me a lot of money, and you can have it for free. Go to purposegirl.com or karenrockhine.com right now and get your Living on Purpose guide. All right, so the ways of woman. Each way of woman is designed for you to get out of that stuck feeling, out of that, oh, I don't know where to start feeling, and out of the I can't, I shouldn't, who am I, out of any of the old beliefs. These are the new ways of woman, and they are wow. They're going to be super fun and you're going to want to make sure that you get them all and that you have like a group of friends that you all do these tips and tools together. Make like a Friday coffee date or a Sunday night Chinese night or whatever so that you can get together and you can do the tools and you will find this elevates your life so freaking much. The thing that I see holds women back more than anything else, 
are two little words. Two little words. What if? What if I fail? What if I put my book proposal out and I get rejected? What if I start my business and I lose all my money? What if I ask that person out and they ghost me? What if I lose my partner when I say that I want to open our relationship or have a different way in our bedroom? What if people think I'm crazy when I suddenly start showing up more visible and I go for what I want and people think I'm nuts? Now, all these what ifs come from trauma that we have had in our life. This is what I call the trauma of the powerful woman, that we in our lifetimes have seen so many powerful women be called nasty. If they enjoy sex, they're called a slut. If they don't enjoy sex, they're called a prude, right? Whatever is empowering for a woman, she is judged for it. And we also have seen when a woman speaks up for what she wants, she's called a bitch and then she doesn't get the promotion. And so we hold ourselves back and we become so afraid that we will be rejected, we will fail. Now, the truth is, is that at our core, the core of every human, is the base desire to be loved. The base desire to be loved. And early in your life, you started following your heart. You would run around the house naked. And then somebody said to you, you can't be naked. The windows are open. Or you started belting out Madonna like a virgin in church. And your parents were mortified and like, you can't do that. So you learned that your full expression, your wholeness, you going for it, you being big, was not okay and was going to get you to be unloved. So you develop the what if voice in your brain to protect you, to keep you safe, to say, hey, what if you fail? Because when you fail, your parents aren't happy with you, right? If you failed a grade in school, your parents were not going to be happy with you. If you failed off of the gymnastics team, maybe you had a really harsh parent or guardian and then you thought, I'm not going to be loved. So we built this whole thing around failure that that meant we wouldn't be loved anymore if people knew that we ever failed or rejection way too hard for the heart. And so we built up this what if voice, these two words to keep us safe, right? I often liken it to my clients as we're walking down the street in Manhattan and we're jibber jabbering and talking and talking and talking. And then all of a sudden a taxi cab comes storming along and I take my whole arm and I push my client back. Don't go into the street. That's what the what if voice is doing. Don't go in to the street and get yourself killed. The voice instead says, what if you fail? What if you are rejected? What if people judge you? What if they think you're silly? What if they think you're stupid? What if they think your idea is dumb? What if they think you say stupid things? What if you look bad? What if you don't lose weight? What if you do lose weight? What if, what if, what if? And it's trying to help you. And it did help you for a certain amount of time in your life. It did help you. And maybe in some ways, it seems like it still does because it's safer to stay in the job that you don't like and that doesn't inspire you and that feels like it's even though it's mind numbing, at least you know it. Then this idea that you have of starting the art classes for young kids. right? And so the what if voice. When I was in graduate school for positive psychology, the scientific study of happiness and human flourishing, we learned about the brain and the mind and how it works. The way your brain works is that the more something is for safety, the more your brain remembers it, right? It's like the brain is constantly on the lookout to make sure that you are safe and you will be alive. 
And so any threat or potential threat, your brain remembers it. It's why we all remember where we were on 9-11. Your brain took a snapshot of it and is like, don't go there again. Don't do that again because that is dangerous. And so if you learned that when you take risks, you're called stupid, or you learned that when you are visible online, your mom thinks you're being silly, or you learned that when you failed a grade or you got a B, God forbid, then you learned I can't fail. So you have very well-worn neural pathways around this what if in the negative. Now, what I love about the science is that we know that you can create new neural pathways by creating a new thought. So one of my favorite tools that I give clients is called positive what ifing. Positive what ifing. Where your brain is used to saying what if. But it's always in the negative. How often do you think, oh, what if I leave this job and I find a better job? And what if that better job pays me $100,000 more? And what if my new boss really admires my work? And what if they give me an award for what I do? And what if at that award ceremony, I meet someone who says, you should be on the board of our nonprofit organization? And what if it's for the cause that matters the most to me, like guns in schools or pro-choice? What if? And then what if also sitting on the board is a CEO of a company that I have been lusting after wanting to work with? And they say, you're amazing. Will you come work with us? And then what if in that meeting, you think, I could become a consultant and work with all of these companies and make double what I make? And what if then they automatically sign you for these consulting gigs and it makes it easy for you to transition? And then what if you make double? And then what if you're able to put more money away for your kid's college? And then what if you also can afford Karen's Paris retreat? What if you then come on the Paris retreat and you meet the three best friends of your life? And it goes on and it goes on, right? The way your brain usually thinks of it is, what if I never get another job offer? What if I have to stay here forever? What if it, and listen, I am just like you. My brain does the same thing. The reason I decided to start this series for you is that I need the tools too. I need the reminder too. So I woke up this morning and my negative what if brain started down a path. And then I went for my run. And while I was on that run, I went, hold up, Karen. You know what to do. So I took a deep breath put my hand on my heart, I gave myself a lot of love. And then I said, and what if the most magical, wonderful thing happened? What if? Now, what I was what ifing about is us moving. Because I was saying, well, what if we move and Shay hates where we go? What if he misses his old room and he misses his old place and the temper tantrums are so big and his pain is so big that it was just the biggest mistake we ever made? And what if I don't meet any new friends where I am? And what if I don't love it as much as I think I will? And what if it's so much more expensive and it turns out to be a massive issue? And then what if we've sold our house and how we can't get back in the house for what we had paid for it originally? And what? And I was going down there. So I said to myself, no, this is not what I do. It's not what I teach. I teach positive what ifing. There's a tool in cognitive behavioral therapy called worst case, best case, most likely. We know from the research that your brain is going to go to the worst case. When you negative what if, chances are if you keep going long enough, you're going to end up living in a cardboard box under a bridge, broke, and your whole family has left you. Your partner no longer loves you. Your kids no longer love you, right? Like we negative what if ourselves to the absolute worst. And that is called negativity bias. The negative is stronger than the positive. 
And so people don't balance that with the positive. So this tool in cognitive behavioral therapy has you say the worst case and the best case. And so I created this what if tool and my clients freaking love it because it's so much more fun. One of the reasons that the positive what ifing works is that your brain is an order taker. Your brain does whatever you tell it to do. Okay, so if you are and you're like, no, Karen, I've been telling my brain to go make a million dollars. I've been telling my brain, except your deep subconscious is usually what's running the show. And it's the deep subconscious that's saying all the negative what ifs. But what if I fail? So it holds you back. Right. Just like that example, running into traffic in New York City. But when you start positive what ifing, positive what ifing gives you a new image for your subconscious brain to see and to feel and to smell and to taste and to experience. So we have to have that new visual. And the research shows that having that new visual tells your brain, this is happening, this is done, now let's get to work. And if you positive what if often, and you keep seeing that picture, your brain, the way your brain works, your brain works to make whatever you want to happen, happen. So you are literally rewiring your brain when you do this. So the positive what if for me is, what if we move? And what if we love it? What if, yeah, Shay is scared and he's okay? What if he's as resilient as everyone says kids are resilient? And what if, yeah, he misses where we are, but he also loves where we go? What if we make great friends all around us? What if being in warmer climate really feels good for my soul? What if that serves me in creating whole new retreat space because so many people want to be in retreat and where we go? What if the inspiration of being in this warmer space and around more creative people really helps to lighten me up and really helps my creativity just flow in? What if I get so many ideas that the business starts to double and then triple and then quadruple? What if then I can hire more people and I have more space to write the books and to get the book agent and to self-publish and to do all the things? What if we live close to Oprah? What if the environment, because it's slower, feels so good to Josh and I and our relationship just ascends and we become so much closer and we are so much more in love with each other? And what if Shay thrives? And what if all of our neighbors become our closest friends and we have dinner parties all the freaking time at each other's houses and it's so fun under the twinkling lights? What if we live close to the ocean and we can go to the beach on a random weekend? What if Shay grows up going to the beach regularly? What if we become friends with winemakers and the winemakers invite us to stay at their chateaus and to do wine tastings and to be part of the farming process? What if famous people live there and they end up saying your story is incredible, you need to have a show about you and they hook me up with different agents or they hook me up with different people that they know? What if? Now, I want you to feel in your body how you felt when I went through a negative what if. Now, I want you to feel how do you feel in your body with that positive what if? Because my whole body is open. My heart is fluttering. I am excited. I just painted a very amazing, clear picture, one that I can actually see and taste and feel, one that is not too out of the realm of possibility, one that gives my brain more marching orders. Now, the way I felt after the first negative, what if I was contracted, I felt small, I felt less than, I felt hopeless. I can feel that again just as I say those words, my shoulders are shrinking. But the positive what ifing of the winemaker and the farming and Shay living near an ocean and us having a great group of friends and me writing my books and this different pace of life, like, <gasps> I feel it again. I feel the excitement. And what we know from the research, there's research done by Dr. Laura King, who said that if you write a possible best future for yourself, 
every day for several days in a row, A, you're happier. B, that happiness then starts to impact your physical health and you're physically healthier. And then C, you are more likely to start achieving your goals because you've given your brain and body a direction to go with. And this is the new way of woman. The old way that we learned as girls and women was to think that we were less than, not deserving, to think that it was not possible, and to be full of fear about rejection and failure and not being loved. That's the old story we were taught by the patriarchy. But the new way of woman, the new wow, is to open up to all the possibility, all the potential, all the joy, all the fun, and then go create it. Try this tool. You could write it in your journal. You could get on the phone with a friend, send them this podcast, or just say, I learned this tool. Let's do it together. It is so much fun. I do this in all my classes, and the women freaking love it. So try it out, and then send us an email, team at purposegirl.com, and let us know how it works for you. Here at the Institute of Women, we are so excited to bring you the ways of women and to reclaim the word woman and to rise together. I hope you love the new ways of women. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave your five-star review if you haven't. Join me over in what's now called the Purpose Girls Facebook group, but very soon it will be changing. So make sure you go check that out now. Find me on Instagram at Karen Rockind. Share this podcast with every woman you know. That's how we change the world, one woman at a time. And with that, my love, may you live purposefully. May you love yourself and may you love life. Bye for now.